and gentlemen, welcome to Edge HQ for Comedy on Edge, the podcast. We've got a full house in a very small room. We've got Dave doing the tech. We've got three, four producers here, ladies and gentlemen. Carrie's here, Josh is here, the Dr. Peter Green's here, and unfortunately, Seizure is here, but none of them have got microphones. We've got two guests in the show. Our first guest, he is a doctor, also Dr. Dave Bluestein. Dave, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. This is the most overproduced podcast I've ever seen. I four know. producers in the room. I know. We- wow. It's, How can yeah. agree on anything? That's and it's fantastic. a room that can only hold like six. So it's, That's we, great. we need That's more awesome. producers. And our other guest, he's f- born in Perth, worked in the UK, and now he finds himself in Newtown. Ladies and gentlemen, coming soon to the Sydney Fringe Festival, Mr. Aaron Counter. How are you doing? You Good. found yourself in Newtown? Yeah, I don't <laughs> Most know. people go to like an ashram. <laughs> you went to I, Newtown. I think, I think this highlights that Mark needs to write introductions before starting to say <laughs> It's more, I, I'm more <laughs> in, in, in the, just be thankful I got your name right. Yeah. It's like. On a daily basis, I'm more thankful when you don't get my name right. <laughs> yeah, when I go to call you in the middle of the day. So now big news for those who, for those who don't know. Sorry, I'm just looking at myself on the, t- what? Why are you recording? <laughs> Why is someone It's, a, a it's turned into a video podcast. Oh, I'm just taking photos. Oh, okay. Ah. All right. No, that's okay. The producers decided to do something quirky and it's derailed the podcast. Naturally, the all, all the comments are like, oh, there's a camera, quick. Yes. Get my TV three minutes out. I didn't know that I was going to have to do my hair. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> so congratulations. Now, for those who don't, and pro- most of you who are listening, especially the 200-odd people in, who download this podcast in Germany, Aaron is expecting his first child. Congratulations. Come on, that does 15 producers, that deserves a clap. Thank you. Congratulations. I was barely involved. (laughs) (laughs) We'll know him further in January whether that's true. That's a funny term, expecting. You're expecting a child. Um, In many ways, you can expect without actually. You never know. Until it comes out, it could be a goat. Just walking down the street, I'm just expecting something to happen. (laughs) Yeah, it's normally something, it's like, it's it's anticipation. Is that like that creepy. Creepy anticipation when something horrible is going to happen. What's that well, word? I see now. As the father, you shouldn't be going. Oh yeah, no, it's creepy and horrible. Happy <laughs> thoughts. Is what we're looking Should for point at this out, point. Dave is a father of a. That's right. <laughs> of a goat. <laughs> of a goat. Uh, <laughs> yes. No, she's awesome. She's very cool. Of a girl. And girl five. She's she's five. I, I, that, yeah, time's flying because I remember when you were expecting oh, the she's, child. She's um, she's hilarious. She's a person now. Like you know, when they're a baby, oh, someone in the family had to be. Someone <laughs> had to be. I, that's it's actually. I'm not a comedian at all. I'm just. A, <laughs> it's like one of those people who are in a cult to to give birth to the the Messiah. That's my role. <laughs> she um, she uh, yeah, you know, because you when they're born, they're like a lump and they cry and they eat and they're they're very cute, but they don't really do anything. And then they get a bit older and they're completely dependent. But now she's you know we can go to a cafe and she can crack jokes and. So you've stopped. I basically yeah. made a friend. Desperate for companionship. That's right. <laughs> that's all, that's the reason you have kids. No. When, when everything at your age level falls away, because that's what happens as you get older. Particularly you have kids. Like well, I think. I think, I think even before that is responsible for aging because you don't sleep enough. Your body starts decaying. I'm just, I'm just getting you, you know, g'd up. For I the was experience. in a good mood before I started talking to you. <laughs> but I think that as because you go through your teenage years, you've got all your friends at school, hmm. and then you just start slowly losing them, 
as you realize that most of them are fuckwits <laughs> and they all drop away and drop away and then eventually you've run out of friends kind of guessing in your case maybe they lost you when you're like <laughs> well there's that's fuckwits. an option you know but, but you've got all this to look forward to because now Clemmy's at school my daughter's name is Clemmy. uh now she's at school there's um a whole new generation of you make friends again i um what, because you've got time? No, because parents of you, friends, you, have to meet, you have to meet all these parents of other kids, you know. And so I had this weird experience the other day where um, I took, people you don't know, I took my daughter around to a friend of hers at school to meet the parents and stuff. I, I doubt very much that the uh, German podcast downloaders are going to know either your friends or anyone that your daughter would go to school with. So <laughs> No, no, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying you have this bizarre experience where you're sort of making friends again. It's the first time since since high school and I was around there with my daughter and, and uh, her friend and her friend's parents and like half a bottle of wine later, I realized I'd been on a play date. Like yeah. I was the one hanging out with, the, my daughter was bored. Yeah, she's <laughs> crying in the corner. She's <laughs> bored. Great just time. <laughs> Yes, there are days you don't even take her into the house. She just leaves the window slightly cracked. And <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you you wait here. I'm going to go in and have a bottle of wine with my new friends. Yeah, some people say neglectful. I prefer <laughs> laissez-faire. You know, I, I like to I like to build independence in yes. my daughter. <laughs> Encourage exploration of the car. That's right. <laughs> or the car park. Uh, <laughs> learn to fend for yourself. Cook for yourself. That sort of thing. I'm really making myself to be a horrible human it's being. It's not yeah, sounding really, good yeah, to you. I really, really like that. Yeah. But no, no, I'm I'm quite I enjoy parenting. I mean, I'm, I'm unemployed at the moment, so I, I get to do things like go to reading group, and I had to do a working with kids form. Yeah. Which is, uh, yeah. Exciting. I've, I was actually the one that recommended you do. That. <laughs> <laughs> I think after this podcast, you probably have to do another one. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, because there's no, there is no kind of. That's the other thing. I mean, there is no. I mean, other comedians, much better comedians than me, have have comment on this Anthony Murr does a whole bit about the fact that you need a, a license for a dog and you don't for a child and it's really mm. true <laughs> but you need a license to be around children though that, was, that, that is yeah. true sorry that was Keanu Reeves line in Parenthood oh really mm. I must have oh. stolen it from Anthony Murr Anthony Murr <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Murr's been doing it for about 20 years I think but um, it, does what? he still do stand up no he's, he's retired comic. Yeah. he hangs I had coffee with him the other week he's, oh cool he's, yeah, he's, he's got no interest in coming back for those who don't know, Anthony is a legendary Sydney-based comedian. I think he's he wrote from Sydney "You Can't Stop the Murders." The he, direc- he directed it. He directed. Oh, I he didn't. Write? I, well, I think he co-wrote I it. Think, but he directed I think. I think. Uh, Gary Eck wrote it. Yeah. Greeny, do you have any involvement in that? Um, yeah, ask the guy without a microphone. Good well, idea. He was. Mizell <laughs> was in it. Gary Ackman and Anthony, yeah. And Mizell had a cameo too, which was probably why it never went on to success. He just dragged it down like everything in life that Aww. Peter Mizell touches. It's Aww. don't feel sympathy for him. Well, no, I have to because Peter Mizell is me in 20 years. So. <laughs> <laughs> what, you're going to forget half your act? That's right. Grow moustache. And um, yeah. No, he's he's the, uh, you know, as a, as a Jewish comedian in Australia, he's probably the only... Um, the only older person to look up to. <laughs> I mean, it's him or um, well, uh, ostentatious, ostentatious. <laughs> or uh, or Larry Emder. Uh, is Larry Emder Jewish? He is, but I don't think he's a comedian. Neither is myself. So it's sort of a, <laughs> counters itself out. Well, that's it. So both you, you, you're only and Aaron, you're sort of in the job hunt at the moment too. Oh, I'm always in the job hunt. Always, you're always on the hunt. On I'm the always on the hunt. I want a job where I have. I do less and get paid more. That's. I have bumped into you in on your way to work. 
Yeah. Looking very, very smart and corporate. Yeah. Except that's for the shoes with shows, the of shoes. course. Yeah, I like my toe shoes. But I, um, yeah, I think you, job application is just, it's such an odd process to do a job application because mm. you've got to, you, you're trained so much. I think it's also because I lived in the UK for so long. I'm so used to the UK method of not bigging yourself up. Like, because I'll, I'll... That's right. That <laughs> kind of depressive English it, It's quality. such a thing. Go, you go don't into, I can imagine going into job interviews. Yeah, well, yeah it's all right. But that's like... Right. But I... Any questions? When I go and do oh. gigs, like, I remember the first time Why? I went back to do gigs in Perth. Um, and they were like, oh, just do five minutes. Because I said, oh, yeah, I do some comedy. It's okay, you know. But... And they and I went on and I did five minutes and had a great gig. And they're like, why didn't you do longer? Why didn't you tell us that you were good? It's like, <laughs> well, you asked if I could do, and, and I did five minutes. Like, you asked. And he's like, no, you should have done longer. Well, no, you said do five minutes. Don't. I think I have that too. I think I have that kind of really, which is terrible for for anyone working in the entertainment industry. because You do not have that yeah, no, talk sorry, yourself Dave. down. I, I, what? You, you don't no, think so? You, I mean... Maybe because you saw me coming out the other side and so desperate and for work again. That <laughs> 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 no, I'm completely... But that's uh, what you do. You get that way where you get desperate and you start going... Instead you start picking yourself up too much and you sound people just arrogant. Start, yeah, people just start going, oh, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm okay. And then after a while you start going... Actually, I really fucking need you people to think I'm cool. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's where I've been for a little while now. But I no, not just that, but with like auditions, because I, I was lucky enough to be employed for quite a long time from one company as well, which is pretty rare in, in comedy writing. But um, I think it's just rare in today's age. That's true. <laughs> but it's rare for a co- for an entertainment company, a TV production company, to be around for that long. But um, I um, but I went to some auditions and things, and that's just horrible like that's you know the experience of going and for for a performance role you have I, to I get be on it to a panel of three people i get sent for castings well i used to in the uk my agent would always send me for casting but every year i'd get sent for and i, I talked about this in the the show that i did with my wife but every year i'd get sent for um foster's ads right because <laughs> they would just call up and you sound so incredibly every, every <laughs> australian i drink a foster's <laughs> But it's just like every Australian in the UK, they would phone us all up and go, come in for it. And you would just hate it because you're yeah, just going, I'm not right but for this. But they're so involved in comedy now, Fosters, as yeah, well. Yeah, they are. All over the place. Oh, they're, they're they've been pushing it for ages. And, and, yeah, yeah. Um, but they would pay like 40,000, 50,000 pounds if yeah. you got one of them. So if you got one and you were lucky enough to get one that would then be picked up for mm. a, the next couple of ads... You don't have to work for a couple of years. You do well, ten days do you, of shoot. Does and then that all freak you out though? The idea of doing an ad for a, a large company? No, I I I'll got offered a sorry. At this, I'll happily sell out Comedy on Edge, the podcast. If anyone wants to sponsor, <laughs> Fosters, if you're I, listening, will will take anything. Red Bull. I got offered an. It was only on audition. I didn't get offered the job, but the way they were talking because often with castings, you know, it's it's very much based on your photo. Sometimes mm. so they decide you look like the person they want in that role. Um, and I got a call about an ad for KFC, <laughs> uh, and I I kind of turned down the audition. Like I, I I mean I've got no idea if I get it or not, but it turned out to be that, and it was a really well paid ad, and it turned out to be that one that made the news because it was perceived. I don't think it was intended to be, but it was. I meet the cricketer. Pretty yeah, pretty racist. Where you know basically um, a whole lot of uh, 
riotous West Indian fans being calmed down by fried chicken. I uh, think that was. I think that that was more was made out. I don't think the it was. I don't think it was intentionally if racist. Ha, if England had been touring that year, because the, the way cricket works is it gets each year a team is touring. If England had been out, it would have been offered to them instead. Of, oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I don't think it was intentionally racist, but it's just one of the things mm. where you go like, you, surely you you see that coming. Someone could have. I mean, you look at a script and you go. Uh, no, I can see a problem with this one. That's uh, that's probably going to cause some issues. Yeah, I didn't get as far as actually knowing what was in the script. Uh, uh, so oh, okay. oh, you just, you like just turned, turned it down, down because it's KFC. Yeah. No, that that ad- <laughs> really yeah. you would you would yeah, not. Yeah. Why not? Why KFC? I just, and, and and you know, I went to was, a casting a dumb for McDonald's. Thing. I had a kid. So I, I should have. But yeah. I just thought, well, I'm employed. That's going to last forever. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs savings? That's right. Where's so, your chicken now? And I just, yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I, I was really uncomfortable with the idea. I, I you know what? Like if KFC phoned me up and said, we want you to be in an ad where we want you to hand chicken to pedophiles to calm them down. <laughs> I would say well, yes. You would be if there was down a Peter Files. Like to be, to be fair, that is only a hair's breadth away from a public safety <laughs> <laughs> campaign. <laughs> Just if you could, if you could calm Peter Files down by giving them fried chicken so they don't molest kids, I would do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I have no issues with that. <laughs> I think the the moral balance of saving children from being molested you, overweight. You, you give out the. Ch- you would buy a bucket for that, chicken. would you? I just I was uncomfortable with like there was there's some things I'm happy to promote things that I don't necessarily use, but I might like to. Uh, or that I don't see a moral dimension in, you, but but uh, KFC, you've got a moral what? Yeah, you know like, why? Well, I, I'm uh, I'm really do you eat the fast? No, I don't. There's the fast food issue, and I'm not like I'm not dissing people who do. I don't mean to come off as anti. I, I'm I'm not big on fast food at all. Like a vi- like maybe once every couple of months, I might have a you know a takeaway burger uh, or some more likely to be some chips, but. Um, also, just the the caged chicken thing, like I'm the caged chicken thing. I'm big on free range chicken. If I'm I think chicken KFC are into euthanasia. They they they, <laughs> they stop that suffering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they. I don't know if it. I, I don't know, know. stopping the suffering of someone you've kept in a tiny cage for that period of time really. Counts. I don't know where I am on caged but, chickens because mm. I know that. I know that not everywhere I no eat no, but is it's not even it's chicken. not even that. But it's just the, the benefits. I, I'm just purely the benefits of eating chicken over beef. And oh, it's, it's only uh, ecologically they're slightly. It's hugely actually, no, pork beneficial. Is, pork is not so bad. Pork is a lot less bad, but, but except the pigs. It's the amount of food that are required. Pretty sure your religion. You're not. You're not. I'm not religious. Oh, um, you are not. Really? You don't, you don't no, honor that. Ethnic. You don't honor that. The you, <laughs> so you eat pork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like. I um. I'm. I feel guilty, but I, <laughs> but, I, but I still do it. Like I. I in fact, it, I haven't been eating pork for. That long, I think chorizo is what brought me around. Oh, it's <laughs> really um, good. But what? A, yeah, oh, it's, fantastic. Oh, it's but, fantastic. But initially, it was actually um, calamari. Calamari is the thing that that turned me. Yeah. Um, I was at the beach with a, a couple of other young urban Jews, and they were having calamari rings. At that point, I wasn't like cause when I grew up. My dad. You're not used allowed to, to have calamari if you're we, Jewish. There's only certain things you can eat. Yeah. So you know. So it's not like beef, a chicken. don't eat this. Yeah. It's a this is the list of things. That That's you, right. Okay. So, um, and uh, I mean, when I was growing up, my dad used to have oysters and stuff, which are not, you're not supposed to have, but he used to have oysters kill Patrick. So they've got like <laughs> ham on them or something. So essentially but your dad was a bad Jew. Yeah. Oh, I, would say, <laughs> I would say he's a bad Jew. He's just, uh, he's just he just a, didn't he's read just all the rules. Good seafood. Didn't eater. get to the fine print. But you know, Judaism is a, I think it's more of an ethnicity than a religion. There are religious, it's got a religious dimension. There are religious I, I think Jews, that, I think there are, there are two sides. Mm-hmm. There is. There are essentially there are two parts called the same thing. 
There's yes. Judaism, which is the ethnicity, and there's Judaism, which is the religion. But there's and also they just happen to have like if they maybe if they just gave one of them a silent H or something in the middle, so you could distinguish <laughs> between do. the two. <laughs> but it's a silent. <laughs> but yeah, but there, there are so many. Um, even within Judaism, the like the religious side of things, there are so there are so many marked differences between different practices that they're almost yeah, like. Yeah, but it's the same religions. through Christianity. Yeah, it's, it's like same. trying to compare Catholics it's, and Amish. It's, <laughs> like, it's yeah, the dogma is as it goes on. Like the yeah, yeah. the Catholic, you can't eat you can't eat meat on Fridays. Sounds like this great sort of concept of you know fisher of men and making a sacrifice and. It's because the Catholic Church was so intertwined with government, right? And they, like, so the the two were sort of inseparable. And essentially, the fishing industry was suffering. Right. Wow. Well, I actually did hear. I had a you said this uh, friend who was like grew up hardcore Catholic from Dubbo, and he was really into uh, all the people from Dubbo I've ever met have been hardcore, hardcore Catholic. Catholics. It's, He's it's mental. Uh, not like not not the traditional. <laughs> booze hounds <laughs> that you think when you think of Dubbo or oh, some, for some reason <laughs> all of them have the, been it's the, the people heart yeah. of, the, <laughs> of the New South Wales uh, no it's um it's also just because uh, he, he was very into medieval stuff so he was really into medieval history and, and he was telling me that the whole reason why Catholic priests don't marry is because there was a point where um, it's going to cost the church too much. Yeah, in, in inheritance. Yeah. So um, ah. it was going because the, the priests don't work they are priests that yeah. is their job so yeah, the church yeah. has to pay for them and if you've you got to then go and provide a house as well for the family and spawn of employees, then all of a sudden it starts getting pretty pricey. Are you, and we are all you Catholic by birth? Is no, it? I just know a lot about. I know <laughs> a lot about things. <laughs> you got family in Dubbo. <laughs> 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 no, I was I was brought up C of E. Ah, yeah, I was I was I was I was C of E is, is the is the church most important decrypted crossword clues yeah <laughs> of, all, <laughs> of all the churches that's the one that pops up the most um but yeah i was i i was in, in a youth group and oh, really? uh, yeah. I've, I've, i i know my bible inside out you, you don't have to believe something to know it well that's so. how because uh, you know but coming back to fatherhood this is this thing about you know clemmy's at this age now where she's very into uh the idea which not as much as she was but very into the idea of god like she, I, I wanted to do the. it's a simple solution it's 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 a simple solution. Going there is a god. Oh yeah, right. I don't have to know all the details. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. And the uh, five year old, I imagine that's quite. Well, they enticing. have the, the secular um, philosophy the ethics classes at school, but they don't happen for a couple of years. So she's doing the Jewish ones at the moment. Uh, but the no, um, no. but <laughs> they get them young. <laughs> that's right. But not to year three at at her school. Um, but I um, so I was trying to explain to her because she's asking these these questions that are not that difficult if you just want to give a blanket answer, yes or no. You know, like does God exist or blah blah blah. But but then you're just setting up the same kind of faith-based answer. And I wanted to give her a more kind of complicated answer. I think I shot too far. So I started talking about the three little pigs. Because I was saying, you know, the, the three little pigs, like it's a good story, but it's got a moral. One's from Dubbo, one's <laughs> from Jerusalem. <laughs> that's right. And one's, one's from, from London. <laughs> and that's but, why we don't eat pork. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Um, but no, I was saying, you know, like it's just because... Like no, you know, you don't think the three little pigs are real, do you? And she said, no, no. But but we're going through the the moral of the story, and that's still a significant and interesting story. It doesn't mean that it has to have actually happened. So what you've done is you've instead of saying to the question, "Does God exist?" Instead of saying, <laughs> "She now no, believes in three little pigs." <laughs> <laughs> what you've done is you've set up the fact that any storybook 
might be real. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh yeah, that's 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 far did, more helpful for I your did child. Tell him yeah. there's no Santa. <laughs> <laughs> you got to balance these I things don't out. There's no Santa, but don't tell your friends because yeah. they'll be upset with you. <laughs> I remember being in school. I do remember this quite vividly of sitting in school, and um, I, I must have been maybe grade three. So I don't know how old that is. And about eight, s- yeah, seven, right? Someone like maybe about seven, and someone had they were talking about Christmas and. And the teacher asked, "Who still believes in Santa Claus?" And and <laughs> most of the did someone like, burst into tears? No, <laughs> yes, much, that was Aaron. <laughs> pretty much everyone had was of the opinion that Santa Claus didn't wasn't real. But I was petrified because I knew that Santa Claus wasn't real. But I also knew that for a long time I had been going along with it, <laughs> and it had been working yeah, yeah. out pretty well for me. Yeah, so right. I just. And I'm seeing in class just going sweet, sweet Christmas presents. I know this is not real, but if I say it's not real, then maybe the teacher will tell <laughs> no, my mum. The whole system <laughs> grinds to a halt. So I'm like, yeah, I still believe in Santa. For fraud. And I was like <laughs> one of about three people that had put their hand up. Everyone else was like, no, I know it's not real. I'm like, you fucking idiots. You're ruining <laughs> this <everyone." laughs> Everyone, That's great. I had a friend when I was five who uh, was Jewish who still believed in Santa. And um, Did, is is that I a know, secular that, well, thing? I the same, no, it was, well, it was, it was, I think it was the same thing. It was he didn't want to. Well, no, it wasn't that he didn't want to. His parents didn't want him to miss out. My parents didn't want me to miss out, so they invented the Hanukkah fairy. The Hanukkah uh, fairy. I don't think that really helped. <laughs> but um, but no, he was convinced that he'd heard bells I'm up sorry. the chimney one year, and uh, I I had a theory that it was robbers throwing bells down the chimney because that somehow made more sense. <laughs> You terrified. Because you, right. you do all the, like, the putting the tub of water out for the reindeer and all that other thing. And it's like. Well, we just put a carrot out for the reindeer. Really? Yeah, no. Oh, one oh. carrot? One, one carrot. carrot. You stingy. Oh, yeah, they're going around the world. There's five billion people That's in the true. world. That's a lot of carrots. That's true. There's only, what, eight? How many reindeers are there? Donna, eight. Jason, eight. Prancer, Bob, <laughs> Anthony. Nine. And oh, Bashful. nine. Rudolph, yeah. Nine. Rudolph. Yeah, because he leads, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, so, I mean, not, how many carrots do they need? Nine, so nine. So does that mean until he actually gets picked, Rudolph is just hanging at home by himself? He's just like this but he's different supplementary... He had a red nose. Yeah, but, but you think about it, like, was Rudolph there in case one of the A-team got injured? Blew a, blew a like, if, <laughs> if all of a sudden Prancer pulled up lame, it's like, fine, Rod- Rudolph, we've, we've got a spare one. Or were there other ones that the song just doesn't mention? Like, does the stable go on? So yeah. I was thinking, Rudolph, they're like, hang on, because aircraft, we need something so the plane doesn't hit us. They like his red light. That's sort of the beacon light. I just figured it's a safety You, you think it's a... He's an oh Imagine getting bird strike <laughs> on a sleigh. What's got to happen? That's I'm still fascinated with this oh theory of yours. It's, we're talking about... You, you've just gone through, there are five billion houses for these reindeer in a night... And you think that they're going to be going at a pace that a plane could possibly notice and then avoid? I am. Um, if there's a flashing red light, like they're going to be to get through true, five would billion houses, they've got to that. go pretty damn fast. I was always fascinated by the other. Yeah, but they'd have to slow down when they land, and then they'd be low flying, so you get into helicopter territory. So, like, um, obviously, they're not. If they're going above the speed real. of light, not real. <laughs> Seizures. Yes, out. it is. <laughs> <laughs> but Batman's cool. Batman's so real. Santa. And the first Batman movie sucked ass. Oh. And 
I was always fascinated by the other the other Santa. You know, there's there's um the other Santa, the, other Santa. the Jewish Santa, the Hanukkah fairy. No, no, because the, the, the I just see this this really hairy guy with these fairy wings on. For some <laughs> reason, I don't. Boy. know. <laughs> well, you, you've got that beer fairy yet. <laughs> No, there like, was um well, in the yeah. you know in the like a hundred years ago the the culture that that the idea of Santa came out of in in um uh, what? Coke, Northern Coke. Europe <laughs> before Coke the red the red suit existed before Coke but the um there was the, so there was Santa in fact actually the, the red suit was worn by my understand the other Santa Black Pete so the Santa Pete? Yeah, just, so Santa it was sounds like a KFC ad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a no, no wait wait because this is also where the sack comes from right so Santa would go around giving out presents. But for the good kids, but the bad kids, Black Pete, who I think was a black Santa, like an African-American Santa, uh, not American, Afro-Santa, would um, catch the bad kids in his sack and take them away. And so it was like this really full-on kind of uh, like pseudo-racist. Kind of like a chitty-chitty-bang-bang kind of... <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Absolutely. God. Absolutely. That's, that's, there are large chunks of the modern Santa myth that are kind of combining both of them. So it's... I've never heard of Black Pete. Seriously. No. Oh, Wikipedia him. He is <laughs> Wikipedia Black Pete. I'm going to Wikipedia him now. But there's a lot like, of stuff on the internet. I, that's right. I, I don't... Oh. I, I'm actually a little what nervous about Googling... What do you see what David Googling. Icke says about Black Pete? <laughs> I'm going to Google Black man. Pete, and then someone's going to pick up my phone and go through the history of what you've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're the job interview. It's well, like, that happened to a mutual uh, friend of ours, and I won't name his name, but I asked to borrow his Was his, his name phone. Black Pete? No. <laughs> But he's an, he's a well, lovely lovely guy. <laughs> I asked to borrow his phone because I was I was I won't say, I was out in the middle of nowhere and I needed a football score. And I said, oh, "I can borrow your phone to get the football score." And I open it up. Pretty explicit pornography. And he's like, "Oh, don't tell my wife I saw, you saw that." And I was shocked. Like it was the last person <laughs> I expected to see. Hold on, hold on. I've just googled more Black Pete. The people who don't Black look Pete up is apparently pornography. No, it is a angling store <laughs> there's a website blackpeat.com.au blackpeat <laughs> right .com.au did you click uh, .com.au this is Australia that's I'm pretty I'm, oh here we go there's a Wikipedia Schwarze Piet Black Pete if you're Schwarze out there Piet. we want to be sponsored Schwarze, Schwarze Piet Look, at the, oh, you can't really see the image there, but it's a... Well, we're well, like no, on a, no, on a radio podcast, they cannot see the image. But I'm <laughs> describing it. It's like a minstrel ver- black and white minstrel version of um, Santa. It's, oh, it's from... In, it's, the, in the folklore and legends of uh, Netherlands and Belgium, Black Pete uh, is companion St. Nicholas, mm-hmm. whose yearly feast in the Netherlands is usually celebrated on December 5th and December 6th in Belgium because they are weird. Um... <laughs> I've got some friends in Belgium, and they are always weird? a day late. It's oh. weird. Um, Where does that thing come of? Do, do people really get coal if they've been misbehaving at Christmas? That was the other thing that fascinated me. now it would be, go- be godsend. Gina would love coal. <laughs> <laughs> She'd she be like, mine! <laughs> she, she, I, that, I should, that, 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 that's where you should tell your daughter. Black Pete in Australia is played by Gina Reinhardt. She goes and takes away the coal from all the bad that's children. Right. Hold on, here I we should, go. Um, I should explain that pretty much everything I know about Christmas comes from Snoopy specials. <laughs> well, your Snoopy special has misinformed you because apparently Black Pete, um, the tasks of Black Pete were mostly to amuse children oh. and to scatter Dutch words that I can't say. Stuygood. Pepper Morton. Pepper Newton. and Black Pete was a Swedish chef. Established. I don't know if that's... We're going to get so many downloads from Sweden this week. (laughs) 
I'm more wow. interested in the Black Pete Fishing Shop. Where are they? I don't know. I'm guessing it's Queensland. You just want to. You just want You're sponsors. Just, sponsors. Sponsorship. Comedy on Edge brought to you by Black Pete Bait Shop. <laughs> <laughs> we, we know bait. I don't know. Oh, well, hold on. Black, Comedy on Edge brought to you by KFC. Don't worry, Dave. We'll get every other episode sponsored them, not by you. No, that's fine. That's fine. It doesn't. Oh, would, I, would, I you, have, would you take I should it? Be, I, have a, I, I have no issue with other people having KFC. I have no issue with KFC. No, no, no. But I mean, I'm like, just I mean, surprised. The role that you missed out on went to a friend of ours, Tom Oakley. That's right. And he, it's he's done good things since then because that funded him, and he's now in London as an actor. Fantastic. Yeah, and he's a great guy. And he would have done a much better job than me. I mean, one of the reasons, the other, like, beyond the issues I had with KFC, the other reason why I didn't go for it was I knew that it involved, they wanted someone to be this kind of cricket guy. So what um, you did was you essentially said, morally, I'm opposed to a part I'm not going to get. I didn't tell them I was morally opposed to it. No, but you, you just, you just, you said, I don't want to do it. And that's fine. But what you've you, what you've said is I've I'm I'm not going to do a part that I know I'm not going to get. I it's like I don't know if it necessarily I, went in that order, but I, have, I did. But I've I have done to that say, with gigs. It's like I'm not going to get that gig. Won't even ask for it. That saves <laughs> it saves my moral problem. <laughs> so that's why True. you've never played the opera house. That's why, because you know. Morally, I'm opposed to what they do. I thought it was more a opera. case going back. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't like the making of those fat ladies sing. Yeah. Uh, they clearly want KFC. <laughs> KFC sponsors the opera. Because um, I, I did... I actually went for a casting. Uh, well, I didn't go for a casting. I've told um, you the story about the... Um, the, uh, the It's just eluded me. Uh, Bilbo Baggins. I went for. Oh, you went for. Bil- you went for. I, I was asked to do the for go for the role of Bilbo Baggins with your toe shoes. With my oh, toe with shoes. Your toe yeah. shoes. No, but it's um, for the role of Bilbo. For the role of Bilbo. What? Because, wow. Um, but no one told them that I was six four. Because <laughs> <laughs> like my agent phoned me up and I was like, they, she said, "Would you like to do it?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, of course I would." And it's like, well, how tall did you tell them I was? And there was, I told them you were about six foot. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> fair enough. I mean, can you imagine the the walking but in? It's not, you're not like, just six four. You're also extremely slender. I'm slender. So yeah, the I'm, idea of of shrinking you down. I know. It's <laughs> like the CGI guy would have just had a, a heart attack as I walk in. He goes, "Well, this is never going to work." <laughs> heart attack. <laughs> totally or just see you as potential overtime. Yeah, I would have had to have acted everything in front of a green screen and superimposed me into that just wouldn't have worked or they would have had to have got really tall skinny actors to play every other part mm. I like that been, you could have been the penguin that he went on to play but he went on the penguin what uh, Bilbo, uh, Bilbo or who played Bilbo who's Danny DeVito played the penguin yeah. no, no 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 not the Batman not the Batman penguin uh, <laughs> Happy Feet Happy Feet uh, um, well I don't think his height would matter with that an no, animated film yeah Wood? that was my point Elijah yeah, Wood was in. Oh, no, he wasn't he, Bilbo. He, he wasn't was, Bilbo. Yeah. No, in um, he was one of them. He was a Baggins. Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. Yeah, yeah. Is, is he not quite tall? He's as great. Well? Yeah. He's not quite six four. All I right. didn't get that. And he's also an established Hollywood actor. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> but morally, <laughs> I was opposed so to Tolkien. Opposed. So that's right. For well, keeping all those hobbits in cages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we had on our board to talk about motivational speaking. Are we going to do that, or are we not? I'm, I just, I'm, I'm doing a I'm doing a show about yeah we know you are but none of us are that in enticed by no it. I just I just, <laughs> yeah, I just figured on the on the off chance that anyone was still at listening to the end of the podcast <laughs> and it went out before the show they might be inclined to come watch it um, so it's it, a show about motivation it's called spontaneous success spontaneous. Uh, and 
I just don't understand the because comics love talking about motivational speakers. I don't understand what the draw of motivational speakers is. Like, is it I just because that. they're just ridiculous, or is it? Oh, you mean what in general? Why people? Yeah, come why? Well, if you've actually watched Tony Robbins, like I was, I've never, I'd never seen any because this isn't this show wasn't my idea. It's two other guys that I'm putting the show on with Cal Bain and John Williams, and I'd never really watched or I'd have never had any inclination to watch any until we started doing this. And some of it's hilarious just watching these people um, talk about nothing as if it's the most important thing in the world. But yeah, that's what that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry, but this podcast is how many minutes in? Yeah. <laughs> um, but some of it, like the Tony Robbins stuff, like it's you know it's kind of half, um, half crazy bullshit uh, corporate stuff, and half kind of just general caring common sense, actually quite lovely sentiment. So it's just this weird kind of mix. So it's like what was in the Three Little Pigs. So pretty much. It's so we either do or don't believe in Tony Robbins Are based you on... Are going to build your house out of straw or bricks? Or bricks. You could, mm. you could seriously see, like the stuff that Tony Robbins talks about, you could see him talking about that for half an hour and a beach full of American, very wealthy Americans cheering and clapping. Or yes. Australians, he's still Australians, that the love it. Oh, yeah. yeah, we've got Clint Patterson, a friend of ours. He's yeah, yeah. he's opening act over here. Oh, really? Yeah, he actually has a comedian warm up the crowd. That's great. Yeah, yeah. You want him in a good mood if you're gonna fleece him for money. <laughs> yeah, warm him up. <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna go over the hot coals? <laughs> That's right. No, but here's, I mean, like you could imagine, I could imagine going to one of his sessions and being totally. Uh, you get you get swept up in it. Swept That's up in the, it. Like, he's very charismatic. He's a fantastic. You go speaker. to, but is it a rip off? I mean, if he's making you feel better about yourself, why are we so against that? I, I don't mean, think he's just about making. Oh no, no, better yeah, no. I mean, obviously he's selling the whole. Pa- but I mean, it's, there's it's nothing like, in there he's like saying public, that's fundamentally no, wrong. Like it's, it's like public. So, uh, yeah. public. It's like um, popular psychology. Yeah, but I mean, like you know, we go. To, how many comedy nights do we go to where we just see people just? Ex- Destroy everything in the world. That's right. And I mean, you know, we maybe, are the maybe anti- not we are demotivational speakers. Yeah. As a rule, like, yeah, some of the particularly, I mean, some of the stuff you can see. I don't want to go into to details, but no. there are there is a whole genre of comedy that happens a lot in Sydney, which is about just ripping things apart and uh, and talking about how you know how upset everyone is with their own childhood. Mm. And um, <laughs> So Anthony Robbins, if you hear this, sponsor us. We like <laughs> your products. Right. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be your own. If you Clint's could, busy, book me for just one dollar a day. You could, <laughs> you could but get I, someone a gig, very yeah. low paying gig, but a gig. It's, it's. Have you, if you've ever been to an evangelical church, it's the same thing. Right. It's the same. Mm. It's the power, the charisma. You've got the band, the music's playing. It's they're shouting, and, and you watch. I mean, anyone shouting into a microphone looks like they know what they're doing. It's just the way it is. You go yeah. and watch a comedy night and you see someone jumping around shouting. You're is, like, is that, fuck, you, he's good. As no. long as you don't look back. It's like if, if you show any weakness, yeah. it's like a chink in that armor then. But that's, yeah. it's, it's the same technique that they use in, 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 in evangelical. I'm not saying the evangelical churches are all about technique, but there is a certain consistent technique that they use. And Why are we wasting same... our time in comedy? <laughs> but we could be priests. <laughs> It's a little known David Bowie Where we song. could really get paid. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> they could Although, do the big rooms. The fringe like the benefits are amazing. <laughs> they, but they, they just... You go to Dubbo. You go to Dubbo. <laughs> Popular place. No, man, it's no. a Catholic town. Just, you know, <laughs> they're not open to anything else. That's right. <laughs> they're an angry people. There's, yeah. there's guilt and sorrow and... Uh, and flagellation. Flagellation. He root off the red-nosed reindeers from Dubbo. <laughs> that's why they didn't accept him. 
All right, so well, seriously, double flagellation, that's where, where you go? Sorry, I just, <laughs> on a side note. <laughs> no, 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 well picked up, well picked up. Well, I think that just about, we've been here for a while. I think it's time to go get a drink. Before we go, I think this may go out after the Fringe Festival. So oh. if oh, you well, haven't seen it, you missed out on, I'm sure you'll be doing something at a comedy festival or something. I'm sure I will be. And you're on Twitter, Dave, at... I before E. With underscores, I underscore before underscore E. I'm sure if you search for Dave Bluestein, you'll Dave find Dave Bluestein. It. And Aaron, you're on? Uh, counterproduct. If you haven't read Aaron's, Aaron's tweets are demotivational. Uh, it's, you love it. I live tweeted watching Ghostbusters the other night. <laughs> and the anger that I, I felt through Ghostbusters. I believe you're really? like... Uh, why, why anger through Ghostbusters? Yeah. That sounds just, like a self-help book. Uh, well, I started... <laughs> it's when I started... Get, when they got to the um, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man and I started coming up with other things that I would want to dream of to come and destroy the world. And eventually I settled on Shane Warne. Uh, I just had this image of Shane Warne storming down the middle of New, New York. Just <laughs> but you know that point? I always loved... <laughs> actually, I went to see Ghostbusters for like my eighth birthday or something. A party. He's wrapping up. As we're we talking walked, about your eighth As we walked out... <laughs> As, as we walked out, there was someone had spilt a whole lot of white paint on the ground. <laughs> Crazy moment of, it's coming true. But it always stuck in my mind where the, the marshmallow man is climbing up the side of the, the building and he suddenly has a really angry, upset face. Instead yeah. of the, and I was just imagining, uh, you know, Shane Warne, angry Shane Warne. <laughs> you, never, you never see him angry. angry Shane, well, not now. Shane Wood, Shane Wood, no, but yeah, he doesn't have the facial muscles anymore. <laughs> yeah. He's great at poker though. Anyway. Um. I know. Miss Hurley loves it. Oh. All right, oh, so dear. if we want to keep yeah. <laughs> We'll end on that. We'll cut that. We'll cut that. Well, thank you. Check them both out on Twitter. I'm on Twitter too, M underscore W underscore O. And also Comedy on Edge is on Twitter. Thank you guys for coming around. Thank you exactly. to the 54 thank producers you. in the room. It was a great show. Um, Any more, check out ComedyOnEdge.com and Black Pete's Bait Shop. Sponsor us. We're ready. Thank you. Thank you.